0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Woo! Good to see your face, Minister T's. I like that smile, too. I like that smile. Thank you. I see something's happening in the church today, y'all. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. I'm not here to... Pump you up. I'm just talking about there is a praise that should be in each and every one of us already. That when you come into the house of the Lord, there should already be a praise up in you. Come on, Sister Kathy Brown. There should already be a praise in your spirit. Come on. There should already be a praise in your spirit. Come on, Antonio. There should already be a praise. In your own spirit, there should already be a praise in your own spirit for the goodness of the Lord. I said, There should already be a praise in your own spirit. We receive it, brother. Thank you for the goodness of the Lord. Right now, you're not standing. Because I'm up here. You're standing because of the Lord. You are standing. To honor God. You're standing because of God. And I'm not just talking about standing physically. On your two feet. I'm talking about you are standing. Standing. Because of God. I need that to really get down into your spirit. I need to touch you down to your spiritual toes, if you can say it that way. There should be a praise in your spirit because you're standing because of God. You have endured. Come on, you've stood on your faith. Maybe you wobbled a little bit. I remember a message many years ago pastor preached in Hawaii. I'll never forget it. And he said, I'm going to preach in five minutes. And I said, man, I never heard a preacher preach, pre- preach in five minutes before in my life. It was on a Sunday night. I don't forget certain things. Just don't forget. This was back in 1984. I'll never forget it. He preached a message in five minutes that lit the place on fire. I wasn't even that Went. That's not in my notes. That's the Holy Spirit bringing all things back to your remembrance. He said, this little, y'all know this little thing. This when I say that, you know it. You've seen the, he said, weeble, wobbles, but it don't fall down. He said, sometime in your life you may feel a weeble. You may feel a wobble, but you will never fall down. Man, he preached that in five minutes and lit the church on fire because people had an understanding of what that meant. You've seen it, right? You flick it one side of the, But it won't fall down because it was built to stand. Guess what? You and I, we're built to stand. I know Elder Willie likes his certain type of vehicles. They talk about Ford trucks built to last. But guess what? Before there was a Ford truck, there was a child of God and guess what? That child of God was built to last. That's why he gave us one body. Come on. He only gave us one. He didn't give us two bodies. God gave us one body because it was built to last while we're on this earth. Come on. Our God is a good God. Before Nike came out with a swoosh and made tens of millions, probably hundreds, probably we in the billions at this point. God already did it. That came, that came out of the thought of God. I don't know if they had a relationship with God, but that was a God thought. Just do it. God just already did it. In the beginning, the Bible says that he created. God did it in the beginning. He did it out of Nothing. Today is a God day. Today is a God-ordained day. Today is a God-ordained day for your life. What you've been believing God for, you got to hear it in the spirit. None of, the, none of this is in my notes. My, my apostle, he prayed in the prayer room this morning. He said, and God spoke to him and said, uh, God's going to take you another different, a, a whole another direction. Did he not, if you were in the prayer room this morning? He said, God's going to take you a whole nother direction. And I'm just open to the Holy Spirit. What was I just saying? I just missed that. Say it again. Thank you. Appreciate that. Sometimes I forget because I'm so excited. And I'm way down the road. And I forget that I was going down, this, down the hill here. Today, what you've been believing God for it's yours. If you can believe it, if you can receive it in your spirit, it happens in your spirit before it happens in, your, in the natural. It's got to happen in your spirit. Faith faith happens in your spirit before it happens in the natural. That's why I'm saying if you can believe it and if you can receive it, it's something happening in the spirit in you. You've got to connect with that spirit that spiritual thing that God is doing—you got to connect with it. I'm not telling you something I, I just heard about. I'm telling you something I've been living. And as the Holy Spirit leads me over the next—I don't know how many months—I'm going to tell you I'm be—I'm be sharing as God gives. After I'm gonna share about some things. You got to connect in your spirit first. You got to connect beyond your mind. You got to connect beyond what you're thinking. You got to connect beyond your own limitations. You got to connect in the spirit. John chapter 6, Jesus says, My words, they are what? Spirit first. Come on, they are spirit first. They're spirit first. And then they are what? In other words, you're gonna see it. But it's a spiritual connection first. You gotta connect in your spirit. When that word comes, you gotta conne- You say, God, that is that's my word. That's my word right there. Your word says that by your stripes I am. Healed. Hallelujah. I am healed. Hallelujah. God is doing all kinds. Man, this is just a Holy Spirit day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just pray. They felt the need to come pray. I don't know what it's all about. God knows what. Today, God, this is not even, even going to be a design. If this, this is going to go well beyond a design. This is just a spiritual move this morning. I'm going to tell you, you better just flow in the spirit. You need to be an intercessor today in the spirit. You need to be a fighter in the spirit. You need to be a warrior in the spiritual realm today. Because the breakthrough is up in the house, and it's not going to take you long to get it. You just have to receive it. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Intercessors, y'all need to just pray. Hallelujah! It might be more of this happening. People just might just walk up to the to the altar today. I don't know what. you just might just you just might have to walk to the altar and say, God, do the work in me right now. I don't care where we are in the message. This is saying the Holy Spirit is God in this thing today. This the Holy Spirit has got this ship. You might walk. I know we're supposed to be going to classes. And I, I'm a class guy. I love classes. But the Holy Spirit might just hold us right here today. So I, I can't even pray that out. I can't even pray you to the classes right now. The Holy Spirit is just saying just stay where we are. You might need something from God right now and you just come, and you just reach out to God, today is breakthrough. I'm going to tell you now, if you're tired and you need to sit, you can sit down. You have you have liberty to sit down. And that means nothing. That means you, you're in the right place. So feel free if you need to. Juan and uh, Le- Lehan, and y'all sit right there today. That's your spot right there today. God already told me some things this morning. It's just way down in my notes, but I don't know how, far, how long it's going to be. I don't know if I can wait that long to get there. But God told me, I'm going to tell you this, and we're going to, you know, just keep flowing, but and Robert, you're in the right place. God's meant to tell you to stay right there this morning. So you, you, this, this man, this is a man of God right here. This fella is coming on strong. He's coming on strong. Robert is coming on strong. Bless you, Robert. More and more and more. Hallelujah. We might pray in the spirit today for some time folks need to be filled with the holy ghost and it's not going to take you long children need to be filled with the holy ghost it's not going to take today. today i just sense in my spirit this is not a take long day you're not going to have to tarry you're not going to have to go home searching today is your day if you connect in the spirit Because we serve a great God. This is what the Holy Spirit was showing me. He told me today, he told me this earlier in the week. He said that, and I wrote it down, this is going to be the greatest praise that's ever been offered up in Living Faith Christian Center. Today is going to be the highest praise that's ever been offered up in Living Faith Christian Center. I'm not telling you to get excited right now because you're going to have some word that's going to help you to see that. You're going to need some reflection in the word to see that. But I got to thinking about the Seattle's 12th man. And I said that there's always another level they're trying to reach. There's always they're registering higher. But they know why they're celebrating. They know what they're doing. They're not just doing it to make noise. They're doing it for, they know what they, our team is great. And we want them to win the championship. And we want to do our part. To see them fulfill the goal. We want to see a championship in the state of Washington. They went where they go with a purpose. And they elevate to that level. Holy Spirit told me this is going to be our greatest and highest praise. Ever registered through Living Faith Christian Center. And it's not just noise. But it's, it's a praise that comes out of your spirit. Because you're going to begin to reflect on the goodness of the Lord in your life. And you're going to see how he brought you through. You're going to remember the goodness of the Lord. And that praise is going to come from here. John chapter 7 says, Out of your belly shall flow rivers, 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 rivers of living water, producing water. Cleansing water. Out of your belly will flow, thank you, rivers of living water. Out of your belly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I receive that. the Lord was saying through Minister Phil that on the 12th man, when they're praising, they're praising not just to praise to reach a, a point. They're praising to break through something. They're praising to break through something. And so as we're praising and lifting up God, we are praising to break through levels that we haven't been. To break through... Struggles that have we've gone so far and haven't been no today is break through Hallelujah. Breakthrough Breakthrough, God. Breakthrough, God. It might be a breakthrough in your marriage, because some of you need a breakthrough in your marriage. Come on, in our singles, you it may be a breakthrough in your walk with God so you can keep your purity before God. Come on, it's enough of that losing the purity and letting it go and keeping it for a short time and... And then it's gone again and then come back and repenting and thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his grace. But Bible says that we continue in sin that grace may abound." grace will always grace will abound beyond. The Lord says God forbid. In other words, because you're cutting short what you could be doing, you're cutting short, you're stopping the potential of where you should be reaching. Because now I've taken steps back and I've got to take steps forward just to get back to where I was. Now I can begin to move. Thank God, though, for grace, because grace will help us to do it. But if we don't have to try to use grace just to get me back in place and I just walk in grace from where I am and I just keep walking in grace from where I am, I keep walking in grace from where I am. My grace is moving me forward. And it's not trying to bring me back to where I should be, but it's taking me beyond. Grace is an enabler too, y'all. It will enable you to do more than what you could ever think or imagine. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. You need some word on that. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Now here's the key to it. According to the power that works in you. Sometimes people stop on the exceeding fund above all you can ask or think. But that's not complete until you get to the, according to the power that works in you. Then we can tie in Ephesians, I mean, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 4, uh, 13, 3 and 14, or 4 and 13, sorry, 4 and 13. Then we can tie that in and say, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. you got to have some word in you. You do not make spiritual progress without having some spiritual word. You have to get the spiritual meat in your lives to make spiritual progress. You have to have something to draw upon, the spirit to draw upon, to bring you to... I'm here to tell you, boy. Well, I'm just been learning that I can. I really can. I really can. I really can do all things. I really can. Oh, I really can. I, I really can. I really can. And it's not just things that benefit me, but I can forgive others. I can release others. Come on. I can help someone else come through. Because I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have something? Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God.
1: Hallelujah. I don't say much, but God said go to say, to do. God loves us. God loves us, but God is speaking to me that there is an urgency. There's an urgency. There's an urgency. There's an urgency in this house. There's an urgency for our lives. You got urgency. It's an urgency. It's an urgency. It is an urgency. It is an urgency. When the enemy comes to conquer, and to find. He comes to clean house. Looking good. We're the best of everything. But spiritually, you're dead. God said, revive yourself in the Holy Ghost. And that's funny that this man of God said that. He said, because I prayed as I came this morning. And I said, God, we need a word from you. We just need to hear from you, God not heard everything, but we need a word from you, Jesus, to revive us again, to speak to them dead bones, that we can live again. How many want to live again? Well, next time, people ask, Sean, nobody got to ask you to ask. Praise the Lord. You just need to be praising them because that drug dealer you used to be or that drug addict you used to be or that whore or that hooker that you used to be and God brought you out. That's enough to praise the Lord. But our problem is we don't want nobody to know that. Well, God knows it. And that's what matters. But Pastor David and Pastor Linda I thank God I didn't formally ask but I was not going home with it on me one thing I've learned with the gift that's in me I'm not going home with it amen y'all be blessed stop playing with God nobody gotta ask you, beg you try and plead with you to try and get your business right with the Lord just get your business right cause God see it God know it and he's trying to help us. He wants to help us. But we got to stand with this man and woman of God. We must stand with him and not by lip service. Not by lip service. Because you can to believe if we go through battles, can you imagine the battles that they go through in a the day? They're the head. And the battle's coming to them worse than it could ever come to us. I done ran this thing a long time. And I've seen some great ministries go down. But God said not so, because this man loves the Lord. Amen. So y'all understand, it's us or just him and his wife and his children. But God said even if they don't want to go, he said he going. He done made in his mind, he going. He's made in his mind, he's going. So all we can do is get in line with what they're saying and what God's showing us. I mean showing them. And then we go head on. And track behind them. Amen? Because they're going. And the thing about it is, like I said, I've seen great ministries, great men and women of God go down because they didn't want to do what was right. But we are all, we are blessed because he's a blessing and his wife's a blessing. Let's do it, church, that God don't have to keep playing with us because he told me it's an urgency. It's an urgency. It's an urgency, church. Let's don't get left behind. Let's don't get left behind.
0: Thank you all. Hallelujah. Thank you for your obedience, this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And where are we going? Just where are we going? Where has our pastor, our apostle, been leading us? Where are we going? I know he's following God. He's fulfilling 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. One translation says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Christ is the head. He's the one we're following. He gives us examples here on earth to point us the right direction. And we follow that example. Then each one of us becomes an example. And others begin to follow us. It's important to make sure everyone's following after Christ. But where are we going? Y'all going and sit down. I've been thinking about these messages over the last several weeks. There's something needs to be released in the church. God has been helping us to see some things that have always been there, always have been available, always have been for us, but unfortunately hidden from us because of a lack of understanding, a lack of teaching, a lack of knowledge. Not that we wouldn't want to know, Not that we wouldn't want to go, but I haven't been, I haven't, it hasn't been revealed to me yet. I haven't seen it yet. And what I'm talking about right now, I'm talking about grace. In the way that the scriptures have, has laid out grace as a powerful tool and weapon in God's kingdom. Grace has many definitions. And you can't separate one from the other, but you got to put them all together. And when you begin to work them all together, you're going to be able to do some things that you have never thought of before in your life. You begin to go places that you never thought that you could ever go. You begin to do things that you never imagined that you could do. That's all this grace. Said, why grace? Grace and truth. Why? God's people have been held down too long by rules and regulations. We do have guide, gu- we, we do have the word to guide us to a lifestyle of holiness. So we don't never take that out. That is our guide to a life of holiness. what the pastor apostle is releasing to us is to understand that let it be the word that takes us there and not let it be what someone else has said. Not let it be someone else's tradition, someone else's own belief system. Let it be the word that leads us to a life of holiness. A life of separation unto God. A life of commitment Unto God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you today. God, I thank you. I thank you. Lord, this is my personal I thank you. As God, I know I've been your grace. It's been on my life. It's been your grace. That has helped me in so many situations, God. It's been your grace that has brought me through even when I didn't see the way, my own way out, God. It's been your grace that has covered my life, God. It's your grace that gives me hope for the future. It's your grace that causes me to stand right here in the present and to know that you are Thank you for your people today, God. They are amazing. Your sons, your daughters that have gathered here today, God. We take nothing for granted. Thank you so far for the visitation of your Holy Spirit. We know that you're still here. We know there's more that you're going to do. Bless us as we hear what the Spirit is saying to us. And grab full control, full understanding of what you're saying to us. And walk this word out, God. In a way that honors you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, thank you to our Apostle and to Pastor Linda. You have been amazing in, in, in our lives. I think you've known that? I don't I like to say it as often as I can. You have been amazing in our lives over the last almost 14 years now. You have been amazing. You have provided great leadership for us. Great intercession. Great encouragement. Great opportunity. Great growth. Thank you. Uh, I was thinking about, and I think Pastor Linda may have said this a couple of weeks ago in one of her messages. I think it was it may have been her, but I heard it recently here, and I was had the same thought. I was just getting excited about just looking around. It may have been apostle, David. I'm not sure which one. Just by looking around and seeing what was happening in living faith. I was sitting there in my chair where Juan is sitting right now. That's an anointed seat right there, Juan. You're in a good spot. God speaks really well from that that seat. I'm a witness. You might want to get your notes ready, get something to write down. I always have to have this iPad help me, man. I have to type it in right away. I don't want to miss anything. I looked around, and I was so blessed. I'm not sure which one of you said it. I looked around, I was so blessed. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. Take a look around you. I'm not talking about just to the left, to the right. I'm talking about, I'm going to give you about 15 seconds or so. I want everybody, look around. Look around you. Get a good scan. Scan the people that are around you. Get get, get a good view. And don't worry about anybody looking at you because we're all looking at each other. So don't worry about it. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable. What do you see when you look around? Elias wants to give an answer. Okay, Elias, go ahead, buddy. Thank you. I like Elias. He'd he be paying attention. All of our children do. He said, when he looks around, he sees God's people. That touched my heart as I was sitting there, taking a look around, seeing God's people. To me, that is amazing. To know that the gospel is that powerful that it will fulfill everything God told it, said that it was supposed to fulfill. That whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. At the name of Jesus, every knee must bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord. To the glory of God the Father. I began to rejoice in seeing those who were coming to fellowship with me. I don't take this for granted. God is doing, here it is, Marco. God is doing something. And why would you come every week? Why do you get up in the morning, get dressed, put on some smell good? Praise the Lord for that. And come to a gathering place. And like the Blackburns, you do it year after year after year after year. Y'all keep counting. I got to get up to 60 or so. Uh, Actually, I get up. uh, I'm sorry, I got to get to the 80s. After year after year. Okay, I'll stop right there. What causes us to do this? What's, What's it all about? And I love about a place like this because when you look around, we don't all look the same. Linda Eureges and I, we probably could be twins, but we don't look like twins. You know what I'm saying? Twins, but well, maybe you don't from this part right here. I'm saying, <laughs> okay. <laughs> we don't all look the same. Obviously, we don't all sound the same. I'm hearing some different dialects up in here. I'm hearing different languages. I'm hearing different uh, what do we call that? Um, um, accents. Thank you. I'm hearing all kinds of things, different. But what is it that causes us to come here to a gathering place? It don't have to be living faith by itself. But what called? Why are we doing this? week after week and then during the week and then different ministries that you're involved in. Some of you are involved five days a week because of other ministries that you serve in. Because you want to do it. God has given you the grace to do it. Why why all the fuss? Why all the bother? I think that's the way my, my mind processes. I'm thinking these times. I say, God You have to be a good God. You have to be a life-changing God. You have to be a delivering God. You have to be a God that heals hearts. You have to be a God that that transforms minds and and causes us to, to think a different way. God, you, you just—I just can't explain it. You're just God, and it blesses me from that from that perspective to realize that it is the Lord who draws us. The Bible says that no one comes into the Father unless they be drawn by who, and now the Holy Spirit is involved. No one can come to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. So obviously the Holy Spirit is moving, the Spirit of the Lord is in this place because people are, this is like the big magnet. And we're like those small, smaller pieces of, of, of magnet that with a smaller magnet, but somehow we've been attracted to a place. And if it's like a magnet, you don't just fall off. You know, you got to have something that's separating metal from metal. A metal to metal, you gotta have something separating for it not to connect. But there's something that's happening because you're connecting to a place, you're connecting to a vision, you're connecting to a man of God, you're connecting for a purpose. And that amazes me. That God could draw each and every one of us from the different places that we're from. Randy's from from New York and and Brother Robert Porter is from D.C., and uh, Devontae is from California, maybe, or Oak Harbor. California? He's been in Oak Harbor so long. I don't know where he's from. I would call him Oak Harbor. Come on. That God would attract us from all over the world. We have silver from the continent of Africa. Can you raise your hand from the continent of Africa? Come on. Raise your hand. Thank you. Come on. Celebrate. Celebrate celebrate some are from the Asian countries whether where, the, where the, those from Asian countries and Yuki threw her hand up so fast she like you better know it you better know it and have wonderful Lehani here as one as well was any other from Asian continents go ahead that's right that's right girl <laughs> From the, from the islands, amen. Caribbean islands. Uh, uh, Eddie doesn't want to be left out, I think, back there. Several so from the islands. Who's come, Where were our islanders here? I know the Renz family. We have several that, come on, from the islands. Somewhere in the Caribbean islands. All right, come on. I think we have some people from Hawaii around here somewhere. Maybe it's kind of hard to spot them, see where are they. Maybe, ah, there we are, Deacon Nick. And he's looking around, too, like he doesn't remember. I guess you kind of been around us a long time. We it might be hard to tell now. People from everywhere, from the nations, like that song was saying, nations are attracted to a place. I want to connect you in the spirit to what this is talking about there's a place of connection that if you get it you'll be all right today we're celebrating palm sunday and uh pastor normally gives me an opportunity i take nothing for granted y'all i don't ask for anything i don't take anything for granted if you need me i'm available uh but normally to minister on this Sunday, and I, I appreciate it. Last year we talked about celebration or crucifixion. Which one will you do? And we saw that how the people people can be pretty fickle if you're not if you're not stable in God. People can be really fickle if you're not stable in God, because they celebrated Jesus when he came into Jerusalem for what would be his last his last journey into Jerusalem. And then just a few days later they got stirred up and they was in the same same people saying crucify. To me that makes no sense. But in reality that happens. I like the Bible. I like history. History is one of my favorite subjects and I think you're supposed to learn. I know that you're supposed to learn from history. History is there for a reason, y'all. To learn from and don't do the repeat the same mistakes. Learn from the good things and learn what not to do and prevent, you know, avoid that. And so as I'm preaching today, I'm teaching. I, I, I don't, I don't take, come from an, a, a, a perspective that, that we're going to not celebrate and then we're going to start crucifying. I'm, I'm not even coming from that. I'm come from a point of celebration, y'all, because there's enough that, like Sister Catherine was saying, there's enough that, that I already know. There's enough that's already in me. I, I should never crucify Christ. I should never be den- I should never deny Christ because there's enough that he's done in my life and I've seen the results of walking both sides of the street. only thing that should come out of my mouth is praise. I shouldn't doubt God because I've seen enough scripture that when they doubted and had unbelief, how it impacted them but when they had faith, how it blessed them, Come on, I know enough. There's enough that I know. I'm not talking about you. This is my personal. I know enough that I should never doubt God. Now, do I do it sometimes? Probably yes. But I'm going to tell you, that's becoming less and less. Are you hearing me? So I'm saying when you hear the word, faith comes by hearing, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Faith comes how? By hearing the what? Word of God. So as I keep hearing the Word of God and I receive it in my spirit and begin to walk it out, guess what? I should have faith now to be able to withstand some things and not be that one who's shaken and that one who's, you know, falling off to the left, falling off to the right, people getting me off course. I don't think so. I'm not bragging about anything. I'm just saying at some point, you've got to get to the point where you're not going to be deterred no matter what anyone else is doing. If you're the only one who's standing for God, you should have enough in you right now to stand. Natasha, there should be enough in you right now to stand for God. And I know that there is. Regardless of what anyone else says, there's enough in you to stand for God. If no one else wants to go, there should be enough in you to stand. And I'm saying that God has helped me to get to the point. I'm not moving. I'm not moving. I'm not moving to the, I'm not letting the enemy get me off course. I'm not going to be hurtful, have a hurtful attitude, a hateful attitude. I'm not going to be having an unforgiving attitude. I don't have time for progress stoppers. I'm not going to let my own heart stop me. Are you following me? You have to get to the point where it's it's not that what other people, it don't let you stop you. I'm not letting me get in my way. I'm saying I'm going all for God. I'm saying to myself, you coming with me? That sounds kind of silly, doesn't it? I'm saying to myself, are you coming with me? Because I'm going. I'm saying it to the flesh. You might as well come on, because spirit, we're going this way. Let's go. Come on. Let's get some word in us. How about that? I want to talk to you today about our pastors have been talking about grace. I want to talk to you today about grace unleashed. Grace unleashed. I've never heard it like that before. Grace unleashed. You say, what is he talking about? (laughs) Let's start right here. Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. I'm going to read these kind of quickly so you can just see the, the setting. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage unto the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied in a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught to you, you shall say, The Lord hath need of them. And straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the, the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Isn't that good to know that your king is coming to you? When a king is coming to you, man... When someone of, of great importance is coming to you, come on, you know they're coming. You will prepare yourself. You will make ready all that you need to know. All that You you will go above and beyond. You will do your pre- prepare your very best for the coming of someone of such great stature. The king is coming unto you. Uh-oh. That sounds good. Hey, hey we're not showing any scriptures up here. What are scriptures, man? We need some scriptures. Because they need to see this next part right here. We're in uh, Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. We are now at verse 5. All right, they were ready. Something else, we're going to go without that other thing that I'd ask you to do. Thank you so much. Tell you the daughter of Zion, behold, thy king cometh unto thee. Oh, it would be nice coming unto thee. Uh Uh-oh, how is he coming? Meek? How is he coming? How is he coming? How is the king, we're talking about Jesus, how is he coming? And sitting upon an ass. Y'all help the children understand that. And they coat the foal of an ass. It's okay, I'm not saying that. Y'all help them understand it, okay? That's why parents are supposed to teach the children, train them up, y'all. Train them up. What that means? It's in the Bible, King James Version. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt and put them, put on them their coats, their clothes, and they set them, set him thereon. I did not want to read another version either to kind of water it down. Either it's just the way it's written. And the very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. That's why we have these palm leaves as representing these branches that were cut down. And the multitudes that went before that followed cried saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he, And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved. Saying, "Who is this?" When you begin to make some noise, when you begin to lift up the name of Jesus, people will begin to wonder, "Who is this? What is going?" On? You know, when you hear, when you hear a lot of noise, what does that make you do? Wonder. It makes you, first of all, look. It makes you. To, it makes you causes you to take notice of what's going on because you're hearing a sound. You're hearing, and not just a sound, but you're hearing a loud sound. You're, and you hear. What is going on? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. He was a prophet. But he was greater than a prophet too. He was more than a prophet. Come on. They called him teacher and master. He was more than a teacher. And master as they were referring to him. He was God. And that's what was hard to understand. That he was God in the flesh. That this was truly the savior of the world. Right in our midst. That's an important thought. It's good to recognize him as a prophet. Yes, he is. He's the greatest of all prophets. But he was greater than just the prophet of how they were recognizing him. We've been talking about grace. Grace unleashed. And when I wrote grace, if they had the title up there, it has a, a, a kind of an acronym. I like those acronym type things. I like working with that. So the word grace is, 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 is in the form of an acronym. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Paul became a messenger, he was called by God to be an apostle. And he was called to be an apostle to a certain group of people. Who was he called to be an apostle to? To the Gentiles. Yet Paul also remembered his responsibility to the Jews. And so he always, when we just studied the book of Acts, he always went to the Jews first and presented Christ, the Messiah, those who would believe and receive did so, but many did not. But his calling was yet then to the Gentiles. And when he took a message to the Gentiles that would shake the world's foundations. And you're going to see what this message is. God gave him a message that would shake the foundation of the world. You say, how could a message of grace shake the foundation of the world? Wow. When people are trying to put labels on you, when they're trying to keep you down, when they're trying to keep you in a place of of your failures, your past, come on, your mistakes, when they're trying to keep you in a place of you don't belong, you don't deserve, come on, to hear a message of grace that says, I am favored of the Lord, are you kidding me? Sometimes the greatest thing you can give to a person is give them identity. Greater than me giving you a million dollars, although you'll you know, rejoice in that, DeMario, you would be happy. you probably do some good things with it. The greater thing I can give you is your identity in Christ. Juan has come to embrace it. Your identity in Christ. To know that regardless of my past, regardless of what I did to my own self, regardless of what others said about me, God has highly favored me. That blesses me. That is another reason why I, Fred, gives praise to God. I'm like, God, you favored me. And then it, it takes something, it takes something for a person to come in that understanding, and begin to walk even just that out. That's a struggle for most people just to grasp that God love me. What? Are you serious? That's a struggle within one's own self. And not an outside struggle, but that's an inner struggle for many a people. But I'm here to tell you once you break through that and you begin to see and tap into the unlimited potential that god has in you i'm here to tell you you become someone dangerous when you know who you are when you know who you belong to when you know what belongs to you when you know what access you have to the father when you begin to understand these these are spiritual connections once you begin to get this oh boy you can begin to do some stuff are you with me I'm not just giving you, I'm not trying to hype you up. I'm telling you some, I'm telling you, if I had enough time, I'll tell you a lot of personal experience. I can't do all that in one setting, but we'll talk about it as God says. But I'm here to tell you, I've learned that you can have, yet you do have favor with God. Grace is undeserved, unmerited. You can't do anything to grasp it on your own. But God says, I love you. And I got to think about how could... And I saw some people, and I, the Lord helped me right here too. I say, you know what? It's not really as hard to understand as people made it out to be. How could God love someone like me? Anyone ever think of that that question before? God, how could you love me so so much? How, God, how could you how could you love me? How could you love the world so much? How could you love the people that you create? How could you? And, and God just said, it's not as hard as you think. Sometimes people make it so hard. But God gives us an example, and really, you're you're living out an example, and you don't even know it before your own self. You're living out an example. I'm trying to see who I'm going to use here in this illustration. what I'm looking for. Man, I need a husband and wife. All right, Elder Otis and Miss Brenda. Amen. He raised his hand. Elder Otis and Miss Brenda have two children right and they love those children Jason and Felicity. they love their children they were excited when they were born they looked forward to it nothing that those children. there's nothing those children could do that would keep them from loving them. am I right yeah, y'all give me some response. I'm going to use you, y'all give me some feedback. Don't leave me hanging now. And still do. They can have great moments, and they can have the worst of moments. They can make me the most proudest of fathers or parent, and they can make me wonder, like, oh, my goodness. Uh-huh. Someone asks you, is that your child? You're like, hmm, yes. But one thing that showed me, the Lord showed me that a natural parent loves their child. If they're in the right frame of mind, I know some are not in the right frame of mind. So you've got to help them in that understanding. But their natural tendency is to love that child. Regardless. If they poop all over everything, they might fuss a little bit, but they're going to clean it up. Are you following me? And the Lord showed me said, "Here's a natural. You're getting to see it in the natural. Guess what? I'm far greater than that. I have to love you. There's no reason why I would not love you. You came from me. People have different perspectives, and see, it depends on how you how you how you how you see things will affect how you go through life." I see things from a positive perspective. I'm saying, God, man, you have to love me. Because I'm yours. Are you following me? God is love, 1 John 4 and 4. God is love. So it it would be out of character for him to not love me. That would be a contradiction for him not to love me. Now, I don't take advantage of that. I know for some of y'all, it's stretching your mind a little bit because you, you haven't seen, you don't see yourself. It's how you see yourself. I am the accepted and the beloved. I am accepted by my God. I'm accepted by Daddy. It take, it's For some people, that's a battle. Just to even get to that point because I don't even like myself. Some people don't even love themselves. I understand that. But you keep on letting God help your heart. Let him heal you. Let him keep on working in you. Because you've got to get to the point where you understand that our God is love. And he can't help but love us. He loved us that much that he went to the cross. You won't go to the cross for someone you hate. Excuse me. That should be an amen right there. You don't go, Romans chapter 5 says scarcely for a righteous man will one even dare to die. Are you, are you kidding me? Someone like, just an example, I'm thinking about uh, Nelson Mandela. Someone who really fought for the right causes. You know, he was doing all these great things. I don't know him that that well that I'm saying I'm, uh, you can crucify me for Nelson Mandela. Don't get mad at me, y'all. I'm just using this illustration. So scarcely for a righteous man would some dare to die. I don't, I'm not saying that I'm ready to do that. Are you following me? But God says, I love you enough that I'm going to die for you because you need it. My love will go to that level. It'll go that deep. Mm. So Paul, he became an apostle of grace. Uh, Ephesians chapter 3 Verses 1 through 9, Amplified Bible. I know the Apostle's been really breaking this out to us. And I'm grabbing it. I'm grabbing it. For this reason, verse 1, because this is Amplified, I preach that you are thus built up together. I, Paul, am the prisoner of Jesus the Christ for the sake and on behalf of you Gentiles. Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace, a lot of people haven't heard of the stewardship of God's grace. A lot of people haven't heard of God's grace in the manner that is not His unmerited favor. Yes, heard that. That was entrusted to me. I like this word right here. These two words, three or four words, to dispense to you for your benefit. Paul said, God has given me a message of grace that I can dispense it to you for your benefit. If I was to pour this water, you know, into another container, dispense this. I'll just share this. I'm not going to put it on the carpet. Don't get nervous. Uh, If I was to pour half of this, I want to give something. Yes, I pour half of this. I'm dispensing some for her benefit. She's thirsty and she needs a drink. I'm dispensing some of this so that it could quench her thirst. It's for her benefit. God gave Paul a message of grace that was supposed to be dispensed to the Gentiles for their benefit. Why is that for the Gentile uh, the benefit of Gentiles? Because they were on the outside. The Jews were God's called in his favor. They were his chosen. They were God's They said, you know what? But I've got to I said I'm dying for the world. Come on, I've got to include you. I must, and he included us through grace. Are you following me? What am I saying there? Grace is being taught here. Grace is being released here as an accompaniment, a compliment to a culture of honor. A culture of honor. That's all we are honoring all. This church has a purpose to honor all, from the youngest all the way up to the oldest. Honor all. Grace is an element that's dispensed, that helps us. To honor all. Are you following me? Paul said, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be poured out. I want to be poured out. I'm gonna pour into you a message that's gonna help you for the rest of your lives. What we're receiving about grace and truth and grace and love, grace and faith. What's the common denominator? Grace. What's the common common denominator? Grace. Grace and truth. Grace and love. Grace and, what's the other one I missed? Faith. These are messages that we've received. These are points that our pastors, grace in action. What is the common denominator? Are we catching it? Am I catching it? Am I grabbing hold? It's grace. But now, what am I doing with it? All right. Save that. Verse 6, it is this, that the Gentiles are now to be fellow heirs with the Jews. Look at that. Come on. Favor. Come on. To become fellow heirs with the Jews, members of the same body and joint partakers, in other words, sharing in the same divine promise in Christ through their acceptance of the glad tidings of the gospel. I'm here to tell you about just us receiving the gospel, receiving Christ as our Savior, entitles us to more than we've ever had access to ever before in our lives. Each one of us now has unlimited access into the things of God. Wow. I begin to hear about grace... um, I think it's, I wrote it down here in 1990. I remember things like this. You, I know you have certain points in your life you remember things. I remember certain things. It's in 1990 I begin to hear about the dispensation of grace and begin to be exposed to some teachings that about grace and not just grace to get me out of trouble. I don't. I want you to see it's not just grace to get me out of trouble, but it's grace that empowers me, that enables me, that pushes me beyond where I. have ever been before because now I understand I have a relationship with the God who created all heaven and earth and he says he gives good gifts to his children so it depends on how you where you how you view your relationship with God I view my relationship with God you're my heavenly father I am your, your son and what you have you said that you gave it to Jesus. Jesus already prayed in, in John chapter 17, One of my, I think one of the most powerful prayers that I've ever seen written. He said, Father, I've fulfilled your will. I've done everything you've told me to do. And guess what? I'm sharing now what I have with these. And I'm not only sharing them with my disciples, but I'm also sharing with them that will believe after them. That's why I, I said, I'm in that category, man. God has me in the Bible. I'm in the Bible. You are in the Bible. Maybe you've never seen yourself. You are in the book. I'm in that part right there. And that excites me. God, I'm a part of one of those that you said you're going to share with those who will believe after. I'm one of those. So now I've, I've come into agreement with uh, Romans chapter 8, which says I'm not, I'm, I'm now becoming heir of God. And I've become a, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Same access, same power, same authority, same difference-making ability through grace. I want to just give you grace this way. And I came in last week at the message and pastor was preaching about grace in action. It's good to see scriptures that help us to understand grace we need that, right? That's, that's important. I have to see, I have to have a foundation that show. I need to. I need something to point me the right direction. I need to see it in the scripture, and then I need to receive it into my life. And guess what? Now I become a what? Oh. Huh? I become a believer, and then I become a, uh, there you go. I become a conduit. That this same grace that I'm receiving in scripture that they walked in in, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the Bible times, I'm receiving it. And guess what? This is where the Lord has really taken us. I become a conduit that now I begin to dispense the same grace that I have received. I'm dispensing that to others. If grace could change my life, cannot grace Change someone else's life through me as a conduit. Can God not use me to change a situation because I understand grace from a better perspective? You better know it. Grace is this way, when we're talking about in action. You want to see it in. I want to be able to see it. I want to be able to understand it. What does this mean? Grace, the G is for grace, first of all, is given. Grace is given by God, right? If you look at Ephesians chapter 3, using verses 1 through 11 as your foundation, you will see that grace is given freely by God. You got to get that part. Grace is given freely by God. God didn't set any, any 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 limitations on it. He didn't say you have to meet these conditions. He said, I give you Grace, and you look, look in there, verses 2 and 7, it says that Paul was given grace. He was given the ministry of grace. It was freely given by God the Father. Then grace has to be received. So you become a giver, and then grace has to be received. Come on. I have In receiving Christ, I begin to receive the grace of God into my own life. To know, God, I don't deserve this relationship but you have give, given it to me, I now am uh, I am uh, now able to walk in this grace that you've given me. So it has to be received. The next thing grace has to do, it has to be applied. It's one thing to grace to be given. It's one thing for grace to be received. You can receive it, but if you don't apply it, it's not doing you any good. It's just like someone gives you a rebate. Who like a who would like a rebate in the mail? I like those rebate. I like those surprises that come in. Man, I like some. I I, I like me some surprises that come in mail. That be that be blessing me, boy. I'm like, woo wee! I didn't know that was coming. So it's given, it's received at the mailbox because you pick it up. It may be a thousand dollar check. I, I may have, it may have been given by someone. It may have been received by me. I've got it. i put it on the counter. Or i put it in my drawer. I've got it. Woo! I received a check for $1,000. That's nice. Is that doing you any good sitting in that, in that desk drawer on the counter because you have a $1,000 check? What good is that doing? You do not reap the benefit of that $1,000 until you go and do what? You got to do something where you got to apply it somehow. You have to take it to the bank if you want some money out, or you want to put it into the bank. You want to pay something else. You have to apply what has been received. That's grace. Has to be applied in order to begin to make a difference. Uh huh. Next one says that grace... Uh, um, is has to be comprehended. You say, "Well, why would you have to comprehend it before you can receive it and before you apply?" You know what? Because I'm going to tell you the the depths of the richness of the love of God you cannot comprehend on the on one shot. Maybe I didn't say that clearly enough. You cannot comprehend the comprehend the depth of the love of God for you just coming to the altar and receiving Christ. That is the beginning for the rest of your life. You will be discovering the depth and the breadth and the width, which way is width, width and the length of the love of God. In other words, I like one translation It says the inexhaustible, inexhaustible love of God. Come on, you have to comprehend it. So, in other words, you got to keep on walking with God so it can begin to make more sense. Oh, God, I didn't know you delivered me out of that. God, I didn't realize I was that I was there. That was me. Are you serious? God, oh, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. I'm comprehending it more. I'm comprehending, I'm beginning to understand it a little bit more. And guess what? Here comes that praise. Here comes that praise. Here comes that praise to a higher level, to a level I've never offered before because I'm beginning to comprehend the love of God. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. New every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Amen. Come on. You begin to comprehend it. And then grace has to be, here, I like this one right here. It has to be, go ahead, it has to be extended. Come on. Did you say that, ma'am? Hey, you all right. Good job. Thank you. Good job, Trayvon. Trayvon had it, boy. Go ahead. Grace has to be extended. In other words, you've got to extend Oh, man, anybody ever had, you know, okay tell on yourself. Okay, it's okay to do that a little bit. Anyone have a, paid a, a bill late? Don't raise your hands The Pastor Apostle teaches us that. And sometimes my hand is going up and i am got to, oh! Okay, okay. He told me not to raise my hand. But my hand was already up. And, okay, get it down. Get it down. He said, don't tell on yourself. I'm talking a little fast cause I get excited about some things. I'm sorry. And, uh, <laughs> uh my mind thinks really fast. It, 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 sometimes I talk faster because my mind is thinking too fast. Slow it down. And, uh, Thank you, man. (laughs) Extend it. The bills. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. If you don't know me, I need help from time to time because I will forget that place. I appreciate the help. I don't mind the help neither. Ever had that bill that was due and they already give you a grace period. A grace period is already built into just about every bill, about every contract. There's a grace period that's already that's amazing too. I already built in. It may be five days. It may be ten days. It may be fourteen days. But has anyone? You don't, don't raise your hand. I know I've had a point before. I've had a call back and see if we can extend that grace period. Can, 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 can we extend that? I need I need just a, a little more time to to handle this. Can we extend that? It has to be extended. So grace has to be what? Extended. You say, well, how does that apply in the spirit? Because if that person may not get it the first time. If you were dealing with someone and you're working in a relationship with someone and things are not going, it, they may, it may not be resolved the first time. I love the, the fruit of the spirit. Pastor prayed that this morning. Long suffering. Long suffering is just a it's a fruit of. Grace, if you want, you can include that's the fruit of of, of displaying grace too, is as long-suffering. You may have to extend that grace. I thought if we came together and we can talk one time, man, we got it done. That that's how it should be to happen. But sometimes you don't know what people are dealing with. I've learned some things, y'all. I'm telling I'm forty-eight years, I'm be forty-nine coming up soon. I know I don't look it, praise the Lord. And uh I don't look older neither, Natasha, wherever she is, she always calls me older. Uh, She's the only one who does that, too. Grace is being extended to Natasha. Wherever you are, Natasha, I'm extending grace to you right now. Uh. (laughs) Come on, honey, where was I? Say again. Long-suffering, fruit of the Spirit. Say again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so sorry, y'all. I've got a lot of things on my mind. And, uh, no, I'm not older. Praise God. Uh, now i it to Natasha and Cassandra. Praise the Lord. Goodness, we got to have illustrations. Sometimes practically right in front of you, man. But I've learned some things through these years. It's been 31 years walking with God. Now, 31... I've learned some things. And that's what I'm saying. You should be learning some things. You and I, we need to be learning some things. I should not be in the same place 31 years now, later, than I was when I first came to Christ. If it's five years in Christ, I should not have the same understanding... I should not have the same belief. Something needs to be growing up in this thing for five years, y'all. Come on, if it's been six months, something needs to be changing. I'm saying the Holy Spirit has helped me to understand people a lot more than I did when I was just coming to Christ. And I thank God the the Lord has used the apostle and the prophet here to help me to see it. You've got to... People are coming from all kind of different dynamics, and if you if you're not if you're not allowing the love of God, you have the love in you. So I'm not gonna say you don't. If you're not loving, you, the love is in you. Hello, because the fruit of the Spirit, part of the fruit of the Spirit is come on love. That's up in there. That's one of the, that's already in there. Come on. Uh, so I don't give people credit. All oh, I'm get that them have that one. No, it's in you. Uh, you have to choose to use it. but've come to know people come from so many different dynamics that things have to be broken off people's lives just to get them to a point where they can even begin to hear what you're saying. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what their struggles have been. You don't know what their limitations may have been. I'm coming to understand people just come from different walks of life and you just got to, you have to rely on the grace of God to help you to understand people. But you have to be willing to work with them. I'm more patient with people than than I used to. I'm more I'm more understanding. I'm not saying I'm not bragging. I'm t- it's taking some time, to, but there there, ought, there better be some progression, y'all. That's what I'm trying. There should be some progression that I should be now one who can extend grace a lot more than what I used to extend. I should have a greater understanding. I should be able to relate with people on a better level now. And thank God that He's helped me to do that. Are you following me? So receiving the word of God should cause some change in one's life that causes them to walk totally different than they used to walk. That's just the way I am. That's a cop-out. Can I help you? I'm I'm helping. That's a cop-out. That's not even putting forth effort. That's just the way I am. That's not effort. I'm not fussing anybody. I'm just saying that's not effort the word is already given. It's been given to me. All I have to do is receive it. Apply it. Come on. Begin to comprehend it and begin to extend it. And so even Jesus as he walks into, comes into Jerusalem, what would be his last trip into Jerusalem. He knew what he was on, what his mission was about. He didn't come as his king, this this big fanfare, all that going on. He didn't come like that. But he came meek, lowly. But he wasn't lowly. He knew who he was. He already knew who he was. But he came to redeem us from the curse of the law, the curse of sin, the curse of death. So he came, humbled himself for my benefit, for your benefit. Let me share this here, and I'm getting to a close. I told Pastor Linda I had... Something in here for her. This was amazing. Y'all ready for this? This is. I heard a, heard something from the Lord. For this came from the Holy Spirit, and it just it it it, it blessed me, and it has helped me since I've heard this. Uh, so y'all listen really well. This is for you, Pastor. Linda. It was amazing. I don't know. Anyway, I wrote it down. It was uh, Thursday, April third. I always like to capture things. It was four fifteen a.m. Boy, if I, I've learned how to get on, start writing. When the Lord starts speaking, you better write. Well, at least I i would say, with well, you, could, maybe you're good. You better not. I have to write. I've learned to write because I've missed a lot of God's thoughts by thinking, well, oh, I'll remember. I'll, there's no way I'm going to forget that one. That was too relevant. I will not forget that. And I got up in the back. Make- I couldn't tell. What was that? I have no idea. I have learned through trial and error to you better write it down. I better write it down right now. So it's at 4:15. I got my iPad and I started to write. On Thursday, April 3rd, and I saw this dream. I guess it's a dream. Young men shall dream. Oh yeah, it's a dream. That's a dream. <laughs> y'all get that scripture. Y'all, y'all will follow me on that scripture. Yeah, oh yeah. I'm giving scripture and moving right fast too. Oh yeah, that was a dream right there. Young men shall dream dreams. I'm young. That was a dream. Okay. Uh, I saw a faithful woman. I saw a faithful woman, I'm just read it like I, like, I saw, like I wrote it. I saw a faithful woman and wife of a pastor who was serving God, but growing weary of being the godly, loving, understanding wife to her husband, whom she loved. I'm not talking about this, not Pastor Linda. This, this, is, this is not at all. So listen, this was someone Pastor Linda had been ministering to for a while. I was asked by Pastor Linda to encourage this wife um, at this moment because I was standing in the area. And she'll do that sometimes, you know, whether you have, you know. I heard through my spirit when I was asked to share something with this with this wife of a pastor. I don't know who this is. I don't know. You know I'm not trying to connect anything. I heard through my spirit to tell the woman, y'all ready for this? I've never heard this statement before in my life. I heard through my spirit to tell the woman to grace her way out. To grace her way out. Like, what does that mean? Like, Oh God. I have never heard that phrase used before. This signified to me that relying on grace as an, as an enabler to do exceeding more And abundantly than you can in your own strength will see you through the most difficult of situations. Grace your way out. I saw what used to be and what what should have been a clear street. Let's say like Pioneer Street. What should have been a clear street was crowded with large vehicles that were parked in an angle it's like that one way right through as we began to drive down the street the parked cars began to slide into our path these are large vehicles the woman thought this was an impassable road yet the holy spirit told me to just move the vehicles with my hand and they would move in faith, I began to do this. And they did move exactly that easily. The woman then began to do the same and achieve the same results. This is all that I said to her. Not a long conversation, but an act of faith through grace, understanding, enabled her to see the victory and strength God had already placed in her. What does this all of this mean? You and I can also navigate through life struggles, difficulties, and unexpected challenges with ease. That's a key. You and I can navigate through life's struggles, difficulties. And unexpected challenges with ease through grace, which is the empowerment and enabler. Is there anything too hard for God? What about for God working through you and me? Is anything too hard? I'm not sure how that connects with you. Large vehicles. And God said, you just need to grace your way out. Anyone ever heard that before? I've never heard it. It was the Holy Spirit. And I could see how it's supposed to apply. Grace is an empowerment. It's an enabler. It will let you allow you to do things you never thought you could even do. Go beyond what you could even. Come on. And all you have to do is move it with your hand. It wasn't a struggle. I didn't see anyone force. I just saw, I'm talking large vehicles. So I don't know, you know what large is. I could I just saw large vehicles. Can you imagine moving a large vehicle just with your hand? Just moving it with your hand, not struggling. Just move it with your hand. Grace is the strength that's already in you to do anything that's before you. Because remember, grace is given by God. Grace is received by us. Grace is applied to the situation or to the relationship that it's needed. Grace is comprehended. The more I begin to walk it out, I'm comprehending it. Grace is extended. It's going beyond and accomplishing more than I can ask or think. Move it with your hand. Don't struggle. Don't fight. Speak, and then begin, I begin to connect. I said, "Oh my God, I see it. I'm seeing it." Then he said, "You can speak to these mountains." Oh, I like I like these illustrations because. None of this requires a whole lot of effort. It just—it re- it requires coming into agreement with what God has already said. Coming into agreement with His Word, He said, "Just Wendy, He just said, just speak, just speak to it, and those mountains be removed. And they're not just removed, but they be cast into the sea." Grace. I'm telling telling y'all, because of the dispensation, because there's been an outpouring. There's an outpouring of grace happening. What's happening in Living Faith? There's an outpouring of grace. There, there is like I can see it. Now I can see, I can see a, a huge picture from heaven. It's outpouring grace upon us. Are you following me? Grace that should be evident in our relationships grace that should be evident in our living grace that should be evident in the way we minister grace that should be evident because it's being poured out it took, and i got to begin to see oh thank you god the holy spirit remember the holy spirit was promised holy spirit was promised in joel chapter 2 it was promised it was confirmed throughout the scriptures but the new testament And then it became into existence, it came into being in in Acts chapter 1, it was spoken again. In Acts chapter 2, there was an outpouring. Are you following me? So I see there, I see a pattern of it's being spoken from God. It was prophesied, y'all. It was prophesied in the Old Testament. In the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It was confirmed through the New Testament, through the, uh, through the Gospels. It, it, was, it was spoken again in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Uh, 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 Behold, I give unto you power. Say it again. And ye shall, thank you, and ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you are going to become witnesses unto me. God needs some witnesses. He needs to have some witnesses. And not just someone to say, it happened to me. It happened to me. But witnesses that others can say, it did happen. I saw it for myself. You'll be witnesses in Jerusalem. You'll be witnesses in Judea. Judea. You'll be witnesses in Samaria. You're going to be witnesses into the uttermost parts of the earth if you receive it in the spirit there's a picture of grace this congregation is changing I, I agree urgency is changing y'all by you coming there it's it's not just a drip but it's pouring it's like the, the precious oil that is a, in Psalm 133 that was that was poured upon the the the, the high priest right hallelujah there's a oil there's oil there is oil that's being poured upon the head of our pastor, of our apostle. Come on, it says in the high priest, y'all should be celebrating. Now that says too casual to me right now. That's too casual. There is an outpouring. There's like the precious oil is being poured upon the head of our apostle. there's a vessel of oil that's been flowing it's not just starting to flow y'all it's been flowing from heaven to earth and it's poured upon us it's already been poured upon his head That means he's already received it. That means poured upon his head means he's been the initial uh, 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 receiver. He's already received it. And then it says that that oil was so thick that it began to saturate the high priest's garments, Aaron's garments. And it began to cover his entire body, and it began to drip. That's when the others begin to be impacted. So pouring upon the head. And now those connected, closely connected, been tripped. Come on, over the prophet of the house. Come on. I'm not making up titles, y'all. I'm talking Bibles. I'm talking Bible. Is there... I saw this this, this week. I said this, Pastor this came in. Is there a prophet in the house? Is there a word from the Lord? In this house, there is a prophet. There is... A word from the Lord. There's the proper alignment an apostle, there's a proper alignment, a, a, a prophet, there's a proper alignment, pastors, there's proper alignment, uh, evangelists, and there are teachers. Y'all, God has set us up for something great. I'm here to some of y'all are just way too casual. God has set you up for something great, and you are being equipped. In a manner, the Holy Spirit is equipping us to do the real work of the ministry. To take this land. To be a governing church. To be a difference maker. To be a place where miracles happen. We already pray miracles, miracles, God, thank you. We already know that we already have some already here. There's more coming that the unsaved are coming in with their, with their brokenness. The unsaved are coming in with their, with their legs, you know, can't hardly walk. I have in them scriptures right there uh, about, those are blind, about those who were blind, about those who were lame, those who, hallelujah, were lunatics, and those who, hallelujah, had issues of blood, and those who, come on, all of these were healed because Jesus had entered the place. We're going to see it. We're partakers. We're adding our faith. This, we're creating an environment for miracles, y'all. We're creating an environment for miracles. We're creating an environment for signs and wonders. They're available. These an the environment. And it won't just happen here. But this will be where it begins to happen. This will, but you're going to begin to take it to your workplaces. If you have never prayed, this is for all of us. If you've never prayed for someone who said they're sick. This time I want a show of hands. Have you ever been anywhere, whether it's school, whether it's your job, whether it's in the marketplace. We heard someone say they're sick. They said, I've got this cold or whatever the case may be. That's almost all of us. Maybe all of us. Can I tell you this? Grace is about to be released through you. All you have to do is say yes to God. And it's it's time. The Bible says, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I'm telling you, that's from the Holy Spirit for each one of us this week. In the next few days, you're going to be challenged with that. You're going to have an opportunity. I'm here to tell you, pray. Just pray. Just ask them, can I pray for you? And as you touch them, I'm here to tell you, God is going to use you. Because there's an outpouring of the Spirit that's already been falling, already saturated. And people are going to get to know God even more and more. Are you following me? In me, I have a praise to offer unto God. I thank God. I was thinking about what grace keeps you from, what grace has kept me from, man. Now, whew, I'll tell on me in a heartbeat. I don't mind at all because I want all, all things for the glory of God. I got to thinking about grace, man. Unleashed. I, I mean, I, it's, I'm unleashing it. I'm unleashing it. I'm, 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 I'm discon. I'm unhooking it like that. That that don- donkey. I'm gonna use donkey this time. That donkey was unloosed. That coat. That was unloosed, It had to be unleashed. In order for it to be used and for it to be uh, 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 applied, it had to be unleashed. So Jesus could sit on it and go into the city, coming in meek and humble, yet full of power and full of glory. The Lord showed me, man, over my life, I said, God, you were just too great. That you kept, grace kept me from my own self. Grace kept me from destruction of my own life. Grace kept me in areas that that I wouldn't. Grace rescued me out of my darkness and brought me into light. That's my praise. You say, well, "What is it?" I remember. Ooh, I know we gotta go, y'all. We gotta go. Oh, I remember when I was trying to discover what it was to be a man, teenager. I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't didn't have that fatherly example in my home at the time, and three brothers, and I was the youngest, and none of us knew what we were doing. None of us knew what we were doing. My, my black, none of us knew what we were doing. None of us knew what it meant to be a man. Not one of us. Yet we were trying to be a man, and I was the youngest, so. I'm trying to follow them. And they don't know where they're going. But I remember they spoke something over my life. Life, the words, was it life and death are in the power of the tongue. Yes, they are. So I'm speaking life. <laughs> it's in the power of the tongue. I'm leaving death alone. I'm leaving that alone. Joyce, I'm leaving death alone. I'm not talking death. I'm talking life. Because it's in the power of my tongue. Something's going to come forth. And I'm speaking of my life. I remember they spoke something to me, which caused me to walk in homosexuality for a season. Thirteen years old. I'm a real guy, y'all. No, no one can ever condemn me. I don't, I don't play that. I, all, the enemy can't play with my mind. Can't nobody tell me anything. I, don't, I just don't. Roxanne, I just don't play with that. Rochelle, which one are you? Roxanne, praise the Lord. I'm sorry I get you mixed up sometimes. She's just very patient with me, too. Thank you, Roxanne. I had it right the first time that time. I didn't know what it meant to be a man. And I always always reflect on, God, if it wasn't for your grace, that could have been my life. God, that could have been me supporting, you know, what's being supported right now. Same-sex. That could have been me. I, I think that, Patsy, I think that deeply. What could have been the end of the road? That could have been me. Oh, God. If it wasn't for the grace Grace. Grace. of God. I was exposed to uh, uh, pornography at a young age by, I told Pastor Lemon, about older ladies that I was babysitting for them. Uh, I was uh, really, I guess, a mother and her daughter. She was an adult, so it was a grandmother and a uh, a mother. And I was. Babysitting the children, and the children knew where all the porn was in the in the home of two ladies. I would I would I wouldn't think that you know maybe in in rationally I I would not associate that with ladies. Just I know it happens, but it just didn't make any sense to me. That's you know normally a guy thing, but it's not exclusively a guy thing. I know that I understand that, but I was exposed through what was in their home i could have been whacked out right. crazy Hallelujah. Thank you. with that pornography are you hearing me thank you, god. i could have been strung out like a clown with i think about that the i have to go that deep i said god i thank you if it had not been for grace So then my brothers challenged me to manhood. And they said, You need to be with a girl. So I'm 15 years old. And I say, I'm going to accept the challenge. I want to be a man. And so I have my first girl experience at 15. And she becomes pregnant of my first little girl experience. Are you following me? I could have had, I had more encounters after that. I could have had more children running around here trying to pay child support for and trying to raise, but I only had the one. What is that called? Hello, Grace. And then God helped me to not be irresponsible, although I was in the beginning, but he helped me to become a father to my son, oldest son. And he's a man of God, and he loves God, and he loves me, and we raised them up, Amen. but it didn't start out that way. What is that called? Grace. Those are three defining moments. I ask you to think about what is the what are the grace defining moments in your own life. We hear from our pastors all the time. They talk about the things that they've gone through, but come on, there's some things that we don't know, but you don't have to tell us right now, but you need to think on if what are those grace defining moments I was strung out. Come on. I was so, so drunk. Come on. I was living any kind of grace defining moments. Maybe I wasn't you. Praise God because grace can keep you from it too. It's still a grace defining moment. I said grace is over you. You don't have to have an experience like that. Don't have an experience like that. Grace will keep you our young people grace will keep you you don't need an experience like that we need more testimonies about i grew up in the house of the lord and guess what i kept myself until i got i got married or whatever the case or or if i stayed that way for the whole rest of my life because god called some that way come on that is still called what in today's world that's called grace that's not normal I told you, you're going to to get excited yourself. I want you to think about your grace moments. Devontae, I know you have some grace moments. I love his grace moments. That's why he can worship. That's how he can worship the way. Oh, my God. That's why. Come here. Come here. That's why this young man can worship. And God uses him. Because he realized he had some grace moments. And now grace is on his life right now.